and welcome to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, where my dad, Nick Benson, and Justin Moss talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world. All right, welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. Uh, here with my brother, Nick Benson. Hello. What's up? What's up? I'm Justin Moss. And uh, here at the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, we want to be salt and light in a bland and dark world. I want to welcome you. I hope you guys are feeling blessed. Uh, we got a cool topic today, Nick. We are in episode number 42. Yes, sir. So you're 42 episodes old now. Congratulations. Jackie Robinson. You're a man. Yeah. <laughs> Grown man. <laughs> Grown man. And uh, I think all podcasts, now that you said that, should just have to wear number 42. Right. For this episode. For every 42nd episode. Every 42nd episode. Shout Once out a year. To Jackie Robinson. Shout out. Uh, but today's podcast, we wanted to talk about where's your heart at? Where's your heart at? Mm. So, Nick, mm. where's your heart? Check your heart. Check your heart. Check yourself. Um, yeah, I thought it, I thought this was going to be a good topic for after following up the, the third part of the, the Temptation series with mm-hmm. Pride of Life because a lot of pride starts and builds in the heart. Mm. So asking that question personally and then even asking that question to the people listening is where's your heart at um because you know basically in the bible it describes the heart as like your your inner being Mm -hmm. it's the the where the emotion comes from where Mm -hmm. your your will and desire comes from passion everything um derives and comes from the heart so it's a it's a critical um it's a critical part of you for those things, but then also uh, the obvious part, it's a critical organ. It, you know, it's pumping your blood <laughs> your and life, causing right? you to function. Yeah, and it's pumping yeah, blood, which is life, through your veins and keeping uh, your whole, you know, inner system functioning and, and moving and causing us to be able to have uh, some function on earth here too. Mm-hmm. Functionality, because... Um, Obviously, if your heart's not working good, it would be hard to move, maneuver around and, and get around. So we have to keep that physical heart um, part of it clean and pure and taken mm-hmm. care of as much as we possibly can. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's things that we can't control. Um, but then there's the, also the, the other part, the innermost and the emotion and everything else that we have to constantly take care of and wash as well. So uh where's your heart at is a, is a serious question and you know mm-hmm. we we say it as kind of like a joke like where's your heart at like or check your heart there's like a song for that and stuff like that but um it's a serious question because at the you know the day of ju- on the day of judgment you know that's going to be the ultimate decision maker is the lord sees our heart he knows our heart mm-hmm. if we're not right there he, um mm-hmm. we're not going to be right with him <laughs> We're not gonna go to heaven. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and that's a that's as blunt and as critical as you can be. <laughs> but at the same time, it is that kind of it is that critical, you know. And um, until we take things like that serious, um, it's hard to really um, display His love and grace through our lives to other people. So our witness is never as proper as it should be, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, in Matthew five uh, eight, he, you know he. Jesus talks about the, you know, blessed are those whose hearts are pure, you know, mm-hmm. so um, he's looking for a pure heart. And yes, we can't be perfect, but um, we can pray and seek um, purity mm-hmm. daily mm-hmm. And, um, 
in our hearts, you know, and, and he wants that. He looks for that. It's one of, that's the, you know, the, um, Matthew five is like the Beatitudes. He's, he's, yeah. you know, describing all the, the different, um, categories. And I like how the chosen series, when he's working on that, the visual he's going, uh, like he's visualizing each one of his disciples and people or followers as he's saying each verse. So it's like, mm. almost like that verse was applied to, applied to them. Uh, and I was like, I, I was like, Oh man, even right now, when I think about it, I'm like, Oh, that's like, I want to watch it again. Cause yeah. that was like actually a really cool moment where we weren't there. So I don't right. know really what Jesus was doing or applying or implying, but obviously those words are powerful now mm-hmm. <laughs> as they were then, mm-hmm. but to then get that concept of him, it's just typical Jesus where he's using his surroundings and applying things and saying it to where people can grasp it and understand it yeah. in a simple way because right. he was trying to make the message as simple as possible and mm. uh, he wants it for everybody. Yeah, so, so that it was understandable and you can mainly receive it. Right. Um, but I like I like what you're saying because it each of those, even though we could look at it and, it, and, it, and, and we could say this will universally apply. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it is for you. Yeah. Like not not like you, Nick Benson, but mm-hmm. like, you know, for me, Justin Moss as I read it. You, Nick Benson, as you read it. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever reads it, like that's not a it's not a story. Okay. Right. It's not something you can just read and then, you know, think about it in your head and tailor it to yourself. Like that is the word of God mm-hmm. spoken to you to Directly. be applied at that moment in your life. Right. Yeah, it's kind that's of, a great point. Kind of mind blowing. Yeah, it's amazing too because that that's part of the the you know reasoning of like the word of God is something that we should be using and and basing our every step on because mm-hmm. it it applies in um, daily mm-hmm. in all things and you can literally just pick up the book and read a chapter mm-hmm. and pick some and something's gonna illuminate off that page or jump off like oh wow like, mm-hmm. I really needed that yeah like. Who would have known? <laughs> well, God. God. <laughs> so that, you know, that's where um, I kind of wanted to start it where the, where's your heart at? We have to start with purity. We have to start mm-hmm. with um, seeking him daily to wash our hearts in his word, apply what it says, do what it says, um, and then do it again the next day mm-hmm. and every day that he gives you thank god for uh, you know today and um use use your will and emotion and desire to to further his kingdom to mm-hmm. further what he's called you to do and what he's put your uh mm-hmm. you know feet on because <laughs> we always want to oh maybe do this or you know so and so is doing that maybe i should do you know it's like no no no, no. like actually where's he got you standing what's mm-hmm. he got you doing right now okay that's where he's got you Trust that. Yeah. Make moves. Make moves. <laughs> not dance moves, Nick? Well, Nick's not got me. dance moves. No, no, no. Nick's no, got no, dance no, moves. No. Just so you guys. Gangsters don't dance, they boogie. Okay. <laughs> and Nick's a gangster, folks. <laughs> OG Nick Benson in the house. Folks. <laughs> curveball game. Right here we go. Watch out for us on a Friday. <laughs> That's true. That's what happens um that's all that there, there's a lot that you said and i like that you went to, to matthew 5 8 that was actually one of one of the verses that i have because 
you know, if you think about the heart, like you said, the lifeblood of our body, but the lifeblood of our spiritual um, essence as well, that we have to make sure that we nurture it and take care of it. We right. also have to guard it and protect it and, 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 and watch over it. And then what is inside of our heart, you know, is, is just so important. Uh, because when we think about the things uh, that we would, you know, this overabused word called love, mm-hmm. when we think about what that means and we truly in our heart mean that I love something, not that I love in and out, but I love my <laughs> wife, right? I love my children. I love my, my parents. I love my family. I love my brother, Nick, mm-hmm. like that kind of love, those things that are in our heart are things that we have to keep in mind because what, if we let something else seep into our heart where it turns out that we say, I love my, um, my car or I love, I love, um, you know, anything that's material, you know, jewelry or, you know, these material things that we could say that we love, like that type of thing is the world seeping into our heart. And that's a temptation of the enemy that we talked about in our three part series. Mm -hmm. We're bringing that back and protecting our hearts is just very, very important. And to your, to, to what you said, to the point you made earlier, that that's why we wanted to do this right after, right? Because yeah. it just kind of tied in. Like you understand you're going to be tempted. Yeah. So what's in your heart? Right. Like, what are you going to do about it? Right. And this isn't, clean it out. yeah, clean it out. <laughs> and this isn't like Nick and Justin, you know, that we have it all figured out. Right. Oh, yeah. This no isn't way. like, Oh, this is the, this is the path to righteousness. <laughs> By no means do we have that. Um, but we read some scripture a little bit. Right. And this is what it tells us. Right. Uh, and then we lived a life a little bit. And we've learned that this is what we should do. So, so with that in mind, you really um, defined um, what the word heart is. Uh, and, and, and also from the Hebrew definition, right? Yeah. Um, because you said emotions, will, and desires, right? right? One more word that's in there, it's intellect, oh. which I found very interesting. Hmm intellect because intellect we think as an intellectual we think that there's a tie-in between uh, knowledge and wisdom that can be applied but at the same time intellect is something that you have that is a um uh, it's like a precursor to your actions it's something that you have instinctively that's going to have you act Hmm. okay and the reason i'm explaining that particular word because we know that, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. Your intellect, what you are going to do naturally because of your past experiences and because of the wisdom that you have gained um, and because of what you care about, this kind of formulates the decisions and actions that you're going to have in your life. Hmm. That by, you know, a loose definition would be what's in your heart, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. Because once you have put all those things together, you're saying, okay, this is what I want to do. The key word in there is want to do. Mm-hmm. Not what I have to do, what I need to do. This is what I want to do. <laughs> so if you want to do that and it's from your heart, you're going to fulfill that. Mm-hmm. You're going to find a way to make that happen, right? Like our natural yeah. instinct is to protect our kids. Yeah. Like uh, we love our kids, so we're going to protect them. And anything that comes as a threat, mm-hmm. you know, that meets us. Yeah, right. First, yeah. Same thing with our wives and, you know, other things. Because that's what's in our heart. That's what we're protecting in our heart. Um, the interesting thing about, you know, when we look at what's in our heart um, and specifically, you know, First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 is really what kind of what, what brought this about. Mm-hmm. And I want to read that verse and then kind of talk about maybe two things real quick here. Let's do it. 
So uh, it says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord is only looking at our heart, what's inside of our heart, and that's what he cares about, mm-hmm. right? How we look, how what our physical stature is, all those things don't really matter. To, 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 to put this in a frame of reference, you know, Samuel went to Jesse because the Lord said, that Saul was not going to be king anymore, but Je- one of Jesse's sons was going to be. So Samuel went to Jesse to go see all his sons, and he starts seeing his sons, and he sees one. He's like, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the guy. Look mm-hmm. at him. right? He's physically strong. He's handsome. That's a king right there. Keep in mind, if we rewind and we look at who Saul was, mm-hmm. Saul was this guy that was head and shoulders above everybody else in right, height and right. stature, right? Yeah. He was a handsome, more handsome than anybody else in all the land. Mm-hmm. So in Samuel's mind, that is what a king looked like. Mm-hmm. He was looking for that same prototype, okay? Yeah. David, who was the last one picked, right, mm-hmm. on on, uh, on on the, the row, who was the youngest one at that time, he... He was out working when everybody else was parading in front of Samuel. Yeah. Right. And David shows up this unassuming, ruddy, you know, hardworking shepherd. Right. Shows up and the Lord says, that's the one. Mm. And Samuel's mind is like blown. We have to keep in mind that the Lord's not looking at that outward stuff. The Lord can work with your heart. He can give you everything he needs. He just needs the right heart. Right. And it was later said that David was a man, I was earlier said, I should say, David was a man after the Lord's own heart. Mm-hmm. Earlier, I think it was nine. I have it written down. Here. I think it's chapter nine. Uh, but anyways, um, point being that the Lord's always going to look at our heart. He's not going to look at our physical aspects that we have. There's no, into, there's no, I shouldn't say intellect. There's no mindset that you could bring. There's no, um, there's no worldly, wisdom you can bring to the table there's nothing we could bring to the table but if our heart is right Mm -hmm. we can be used by the lord yeah it doesn't matter like what it is and there's some people that we know that have physical ailments but their heart is just always in the right place and the lord uses them right he uses them Mm -hmm. and there's people that you see that we can name any athlete you know whether it's in the olympics or you know that's playing professional sports we say that guy's got a ton of talent his heart's all jacked up (laughs) The Lord can't use him. Yeah. He's that's gonna, usually the biggest turnoff even for my own self. Yeah. I can't imagine what God thinks. Yeah. Think about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that uh I talked about that spiritual leadership book in the last episode. Uh one of the things it says is that um pride is conceit, basically, and it just said that conceit makes God like nauseous, you know, for the most part. It mm-hmm. makes God disgusted, you know, conceit does. So you know, it made me think what you're talking about, the Lord looking at our heart, mm-hmm. that's what he sees. And it makes sense from the Hebrew definition that the heart is like our innermost being or, you know, that's so it makes sense. That's what God sees, because everything else is just, a, you know, an earthly vessel. It's just yeah. flesh and bone and, and blood. So he doesn't see all that stuff. He's like an x-ray machine. He's just going to see right through and just see our heart us yeah. you know our innermost what what do we really want you know yeah. what are we putting in front of him do we really desire him you know do we really desire to do his will and just mess up or is it really yeah. like us messing up on purpose you know because i think that's part of that intellect where yeah you know our hearts 
desire can give us too much like we can be too smart sometimes yeah for our own good for our own good yeah so you know that that is a i like when because when we came up even talking about this topic that was the verse i also thought of too was was first samuel 16 7 was the lord looks at the heart because that's peeling it all the way back yeah and saying get that right yeah we have to get that right you know we have to believe in our heart that god saves yeah. and we have to believe all our heart that god is in control mm. we have to believe with all of our heart that god's gonna provide you know and if, if we're if we're there he he, he meets that he, mm. he he's there he's faithful for that but if we're you know half in 70 30 in whatever it may be whatever the ratio is if it's not 100 percent, it's yeah. wrong yeah what does brett say if it's uh, partial obedience is disobedience yeah, i think full it was disobedience. full disobedience yeah, yeah. partial obedience is full disobedience yeah. yeah that that's a that's powerful yeah think about that let it set in let it set in yeah. pray about that pray about that for sure because our heart our heart will guide us right you know our mind says we want to do this we want to do that but our heart is always gonna kind of guide it and if our heart is right it could check our mind mm. right but if not then our mind will guide our heart and you can think about as many things that, that go through your mind that you end up chasing to have nothing to do with nothing, mm-hmm. right? Waste of time. Think about how much time, you know, you have wasted. Um, but something, something I wanted to point out was like the strength and physical stature that, you know, Samuel was caught up in, but also what, you know, a lot of people are caught up in where they're looking at the outwardly appearance or looking at the things that would, you know, create an attraction to somebody that would say, Oh, this is a good person. I, I um, we had a, an unconscious, unconscious bias uh, training at work. And in that, they, they showed this infographic that was like pretty crazy to make the point that they had made. But also it kind of gives like a worldly view of how the world looks at things. Mm. And I may be wrong here, so forgive me if I am. Mm-hmm. But I think they said it's like 65 to like 70% of presidents or CEOs of companies are over six feet tall. Strange. Very, very, yeah, yeah. So they still do the same thing. Yeah, (laughs) still judged by the other. Yeah, but and and again, I I can't. I might I may be wrong in the percentage. It was somewhere between sixty and seven and 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 like seventy five. But the fact is that even when people are selecting leaders, they are looking at the physical attributes of the person, Hmm. saying, "Okay, this could be a leader." Right. It's not that they went around and looked at resumes and had people put their heights on. But when you set eyes on somebody, you either look at them as like, okay, I could follow that person. This is a leader. I could respect that person or you can't. But that's not what the Lord is looking at. Right. He he, he could care less. You know, like you said, he's got that X-ray vision Mm -hmm. looking straight at our heart. I mean, we're we're made of dust. Yeah. Yeah, He sees through that. He sees all through that. That's got nothing. Right. Like, what do you bring into the table? Where's your heart at? Yeah, what are you hiding? Where are you hiding, right? Where's your heart at? All right. But looking at that physical stature, um, a couple of verses came to mind. Psalm 147, verses 10 through 11 says, He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. Mm. Right? That fear is important for us. And then in, uh, if we look at you know who Saul was at, at 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 2, it says, and he had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among uh, among the children of Israel. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than all of the people. 
And then the last one actually is David and Goliath and Samuel chapter 17. And the, I, was, I was thinking about this as I was putting this together. Goliath is what the world is looking for. Uh -huh. David mm. is what God was looking for. Mm -hmm. Right? And you could contrast. see contrast, right? Mm -hmm. You can see and read and visualize how Goliath sees this little ruddy kid coming up to him with, you know, five stones and a sling mm -hmm. and kind of laughing at him, right? Kind of, he's, he's oh, laughing at him. And that's what the world's doing. Sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> the world's doing to us as, as, as Christians and our heart. But that victory that happens, it's one stone straight to the forehead. Yeah. And he gone. He gone. He gone. And you think about that, like David's heart was where God wanted it to be. And he did not claim that victory. It's mm -hmm. like, in the name of God, you're going down. <laughs> yeah. You're going down. Yeah. The joke is he had like the extra stones because he, he was ready to kill the rest of the brothers too. Yeah. Like yeah. there was like four more stones four, for the yeah. four brothers. Yeah, just in case they came. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five smooth stones. That that is I a heart that's you. fully committed. If, oh, yeah. if I don't I've, I've never heard one right there. Yeah. Know? Like that's full commitment. Believing in your heart that God is gonna do what he says he's gonna do, protect yeah. you. And that victory is his. In the face of a giant. Yeah, and then yeah. and then David's heart to show that he then gives gives the glory to God when you know, you know, Israel could have lifted him up high and exalted him immediately right there for yeah for taking down a giant you know yeah. um it made me this morning when i was even driving here it made me think uh, i was listening to we were talking about listening to the bible sometimes too mm -hmm. and in luke 18 um jesus gives a couple different parables and one of the ones is the the pharisee and tax collector and the, and they're praying and the tax collector you know, is is has a humble prayer, like knowing yeah. he's a sinner and he's disgusting. You yeah. know, and then the the Pharisees like, oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm thank God, thank you God that I'm not like yes. him and I'm not like that yeah. and like and he's judging all outwardly appearance oh, yeah. and he's putting on the outwardly appearance show, and then Jesus hits him right back and he just tells him in verse uh, 14 of chapter 18, I tell you, I tell you this, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So and and look what happened to David. He you know, he humbled himself, gave God the glory and he was exalted. So it's 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 kind of cool to read those things and then um I I challenge you to to apply them and try them because and and cuz God is always faithful in those things. So when you when you're giving glory to him and when you're Receiving his blessings with that open hand and humble about what you got and know mm -hmm. that it's not from you, it's from him. He uses that and he does knock down giants and he does move mountains, you know, mm -hmm. and like possibly maybe not like physical forms. But um, I've been in plenty of situations and me and my family where we've felt like there's nothing but a wall in front of us. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden there's just no wall. Mm -hmm. And how else is that? How else do you explain that? Yeah. Besides. The faith and trust, and then his timing, and he, you know, a shouts and the wall comes falling down. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shackles are free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that you know, we 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 know that verse, right? The faith of a mustard seed, you know, mm -hmm. can move a mountain. But at the same time, like when you when you think about that comparison, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, there's this mountain, there's a mountain, and ah, this faith of a mustard seed, right? But really. You know, it's a it's a it's a cry out from God to us saying, just 
believe in me. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about how big it is. I just need you to have faith. I'll take care of the rest. Yeah. It may be hard. It may be easy, but you're going to get through it. Right. <laughs> you know, I love how, I love how pastor says, you know, it, it all works out in the end. It yeah. all works out in the end. And I told you, you know, I told you, I've said it before, probably on the podcast, but I have it written at the end of, uh, of revelation, <laughs> you know, it's all works it's out at the end. end. Yeah. It all works out at the end. We win. <laughs> we win. I'm winning. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, when we, when people are looking at that outwardly appearance and they get caught up in that, they forget to look at the heart. However, you know, when you look at somebody's heart, it, it, it opens your eyes to them and then like possibilities. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give an example here. Um, at, at, um, at Jordan's practice, you know, I, I, I was on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. So, I was having the kids, I had them all get cones and I had them like place the cones and I was playing a game with them where, you know, I was like, oh, grab a cone and then you can put the cone wherever you want, you know, inside the three point line. So they all grabbed the cone. I was like, all right, now you got to shoot from there. And then I would have them like move the cones. Now you pick where you want to shoot. And I, I was kind of progressing them through. Yeah. And then I had them say, okay, now you take somebody else's cone. And then I told them whose cone to get. Yeah. When, you know, Jordan, you know, over ambitious is out there by the three point line. And, you know, now that I told them they can pick anywhere, you know, it's getting closer to half court. And then I told them, you guys get to pick wherever you put the other person's cone. So there's two brothers on the team. And, you know, one of the brothers, like, put his cone all the way out there, right? He's like, he's like you, you know, you're way out there. And I picked one of the girls on the team to put Jordan's cone. And she grabbed Jordan's cone all the way from outside, like, by half court and brought it all the way to, like, the, where a layup is. And it just, I, like, it blew my mind. Because yeah. she's, she, she does, she won't talk. Yeah. She's very quiet, very shy, won't talk, but all heart. Huh all heart like she gives all she gives 100 percent all the time always running always ha you know she's always smiling she won't say anything to you but she's always smiling and oh, man. having fun um but it was cool to see her heart yeah right yeah like you could see her heart yeah right and then when she set the cone down she smiled like she's yeah. like look what i did yeah right this is cool yeah but she intentionally had that in her mind that she whoever's cone i would have asked her to move yeah was going to end up in that right spot, next to the spot. Yeah. Right because next that's the what her, yeah that's what her heart was and just that revealing of her heart you know it it, it provides like hope and excitement you know when you see people's heart on mm -hmm. the flip side of it you could also see like wickedness you could see like people that are evil and people that are are kind of owned by the enemy and don't necessarily have a good heart or have god in their heart mm. and that's why god is looking at the heart yeah. right because that'll that'll flesh out in our intentions and you know pun intended with the flesh but <laughs> it'll flesh out in our intentions and you know we will we will come across people with good hearts and kind hearts and we'll come across people that have evil intentions and, and mean hearts mm -hmm. and us having that level of discernment gives us an idea of what the lord is looking at when he looks at our heart yeah. and that's why we have to check our hearts and ask ourselves like where is our heart at mm -hmm. you know, is my heart with the lord right have i dedicated my heart to the lord and it's a continual thing because you know we've mentioned probably too many times now but we're under attack by everything around us for our attention uh, and for time and to get into our hearts so that we crave something outside of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that, yeah. And that, that's funny you say that because continuing in Luke 18, he goes to talk about, or he has a conversation with the rich man mm -hmm. and, you know, the rich man calls up and comes up to him and, you know, you know, basically a good teacher. How do I get, or how do I 
earn or get to or should I do or what should I do to get eternal life? And, you know, Jesus' first question back is, why do you call me good? You know, like he's like, what is good? Yeah, what is good? You know, basically. So only God is good. Only God is truly good. And then he says, but to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. And the man replied, I obey all those. When I was young, I've been doing them since I was young. And then Jesus answered, there is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad, for he was rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard is it for the rich man to enter the kingdom? Or how, sorry, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? In fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. So, you know. It's, he goes on to say, those who heard this said, then who who can be saved? And he replied, what is impossible for people is possible with God. So mm-hmm. God sees the heart and he knows that that's, you know, he knew that that guy, that rich man was following all those commandments he listed. He knew he was uh, a good man, as in uh, worldly good. Uh, but he knew that there was also something in front of his heart that was blocking his heart from being connected to God. Mm-hmm. It was, it was all hourly action. There was no inward change, you know, and that that's checking your heart. That's figuring out where your heart's at is, has there been a change or is, are you still putting mammon in front of God? Right. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, Nick. And actually something that, that came to my heart was um, how the Lord sifts our heart. Like he kind of sifts through it. Like as he was looking through, um, as he's looking through that rich person, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you you know, you you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, go sell all your possessions. Mm-hmm. And then he became very sorrowful. Yeah. Because right. yeah, the Lord just cuts right through it, right? He'll sift through our heart. And um, he it, became very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Sorrowful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, and, and mine in the big boy Bible. <laughs> big boy Bible. Says uh, very sorrowful. Very sad, for he was very rich. Yeah. Womp womp. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But the Lord is continuing to work on that stuff too, and you know we don't know what happens to that guy, mm-hmm. but you know his heart was checked, and uh, I'd like to think that um, you know that changed his life. Right. That he realized all the material stuff didn't mean anything in regards to the kingdom of heaven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We pray he went home and sold everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what we pray. Yeah. All right. I wanted to share um, a few scriptures about about the heart here, um, because these really ministered to me as I was even doing my uh, my research for this. Um, so Jeremiah seventeen ten it says, "I the Lord search the heart, test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings." Mm. Proverbs four twenty three: Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Mm-hmm. Psalm 51:10 Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. That one's awesome. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. Proverbs 21:2 Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. And Psalms 44:21 Would not God search us out for he knows the secrets of the heart. Mm. And that's I'm telling you like when I was looking this up I, I wouldn't be exaggerating if there's like 50 verses related to this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not because, you know, the word heart is so nice. 
but it gives us an idea of what the Lord really is focusing on, right? What he is looking at and what really matters to him. So there's nothing outwardly we can do. There's nothing that we can own, possess, cherish, or or love outside of him that he's really looking at. He wants us to take care of our, our wives and our children and our brothers and our sisters, but he wants our heart to be pure. He's looking at our heart. And that's why, you know, obviously we titled this, this podcast, the Lord looks at the heart Mm -hmm. in first Kings chapter eight, verse 39, it says, then here in heaven, your dwelling place and forgive and act and give to everyone according to all his ways, whose heart, you know, for you alone know the heart of all the sons of man. God is continually looking at the heart, continually looking at the heart. Right constant examination that's, yeah that's why i like psalm 51 where it says clean you know yeah creating me a clean heart creating me a clean heart yeah you know like that's that should be a daily prayer um if it's not already yeah know, because it is a it's part of our daily washing our daily walk is is pray, praying to to wash our hearts to wash our minds to renew mm-hmm. them you know we have to be transformed so it's a it's a, it's a daily walk. I don't know how else to put it, but but saying that it's it's something we can't be lazy about. We can't yeah. become complacent because our hearts will be taken over quickly. Mm-hmm. They become hard very easily, especially with the way the world is right now and the way the world throws so much, you know, I, like in my mind, I picture hot lava. As soon as it hits and cools, lava. it hardens, right? You know, mm-hmm. so like it's coming out like flames, but when it hits and sticks, it molds and 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 dries and hardens so then it makes your it kind of if you let those things stick to your heart before you know it your 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 heart's hard mm. so it's it's a daily daily asking a daily washing daily purification where we have to repent for whatever we did or that we knew of or didn't know of and mm. and uh seek for his will so that we can connect our heart with his with his will yeah and i think i that's that's in a that's probably one of the most important things about what's in our heart is what is his will for us in our life right um because like we talked about earlier like what's in our heart's going to come out of our mouth what's in our heart is going to drive what we do our desires and if we cannot you know cleanse our heart like you mentioned daily just like we take a shower then you know we will let these little things and these tears get sown in our heart where these tears are growing with the wheat and they have to fully manifest themselves before they can get pulled up. Yeah. And we have to be, you know, very, very mindful and, 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 and careful of that. Right. But something that, you know, something else that, you know, while, while I was doing the research that I, you know, got to look, look through was, you know, what, what do we do about it? And you brought it up about washing our heart, you know, a lot of prayer, reading scripture, and then making sure you check your heart and think about what's in your heart. What are those things that you're desiring um, to go back to the three-part series, what are the things that we're we're lusting after? What are the things that we need to cleanse ourselves of, so that our heart is pure? And then thinking about what the Lord would have us do, or who He wants us to be, or mm-hmm. what His will is for our lives, and that doesn't happen unless you're in your Word and you're in prayer and you're seeking Him to find out what that is. Um, and in Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve, it says, "For the Word of God is living." and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and uh, and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart that's the word of god that's how you get to the point 
where your heart is clean. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to wash ourselves in the Word of God. We have to wash our children and our wives in the Word of God. We got to wash each other in the Word of God. Right. Those things have to happen in order for us to be able to have that clean heart that the Lord can use. Yeah, the yeah, intents of the heart. I was, I was trying to see where it says that because right. yeah, yeah, intense. Because yeah. yeah. you know, when you hear that word, you think intense, like something's intense. Right. But you were. The verses, the word was saying intents of the heart, like your yeah. in, insides, the contents of a contents of the heart. Yeah. Which, um, like I said, we're, we could be easy at hiding, or we could be easy at, or good at um, blocking out what people see or mm-hmm. what people know, but God sees right through those. So He sees our intents. He sees what's not only on the inside, but what our intellect is gonna is trying to you know, like scheme on, or, yeah. you know, what, what we're contemplating on, what we're, what our heart is desiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, while you were saying that, it even kind of, I was, I was going to share on a, on a verses from Matthew, but that I think it even kind of ties in with that. Cause you don't have it there. I can see your next verses aren't this. I'm not, <laughs> not stealing, I'm not stealing nothing. <laughs> when I put all these down, I was like, we're going to bump up against yeah. each other on a few No, years. this is good though. Cause we didn't on this one. So uh, Matthew 12, uh, 33 to 37 says a tree is identified by its fruit. Mm. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, the fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person, it produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Mm-hmm. And if out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks, yep. you will be judged on judgment day for every idle word. Whether either you, It'll either acquit you or condemn you. Yeah. we got to check our hearts because we don't want to say idle words or say things that are not... Uh, like I don't want to say promoting. That's not a really good word, but put like pushing God's kingdom and His will, yeah. not in a forceful way, but in a way of forward movement. Because mm-hmm. He doesn't like idle words. He doesn't like mm-hmm. stagnant. He doesn't like us to be not practicing what we preach. Mm-hmm. I think that like that's what I think of like an idle word is is yeah. we're saying you know Jesus is Lord, but then we don't live that way. Mm-hmm. That's kind of idle words, you know, like because we're not they're not they're not doing anything. Like, mm-hmm. If anything, they kind of are. Stumbling, stumbling people, words, yeah. you know, because then they're seeing that you don't practice what you preach. And so, um, yeah, our, our motives are, do, are, dri- are driven by our hearts. Um, our words are driven by our hearts. We have to be careful. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a that's a a good part of scripture because he talks about the fruit, right? And the and and there's 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 multiplicity implied when he speaks of fruit because it's not only the fruit. But by definition, all fruit have seeds and Mm -hmm. should be able to produce more fruit and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our actions and uh, what is in the abundance of our heart and what we give out, whether it's a testimony or it's a bragamony, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like whatever it is that, that, that the, you know, that the Lord's a discerner of that, which is what, you know, we were talking about here. Something else that, you know, when we talk about looking at our heart that that, that came to mind, like as an example um, of, 
are the things that we do. And I want to kind of give this example because I'm sure at some point in our lives, we, we probably have done something like this, but when you open the door for somebody and they don't say thank you, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Right. Oh, yeah. You're like, come on, you can't say thank you. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Or, you know, BC days, I'd be like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Right. Oh, that's, but, a B, that's a BC thing. That's a B. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and folks, we'll be praying for Nick right now. <laughs> Pause on the podcast and praying for Nick and his heart. <laughs> oh man, Lord help me, Lord help me, right? <laughs> but think about that because where your, you know, where your heart is, your treasure is also, yeah. right? Um, but are we looking for somebody to say thank you, or were you doing it because you wanted to be kind? Or right. I mean, when you let somebody in and they don't give the little hand wave, right? When you know when you're driving, they don't Why wave back to you. On me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm watching you, Nick. Where's your heart, bro? Yeah, say, my heart's hurting right now. We're gonna change the title of this podcast. Where's Nick's heart at? <laughs> it's gonna be like where in the world is Carmen me, San Diego? <laughs> this is a bragamony. Tear me down. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. That's <laughs> funny. But what what are those things? Like honestly, right? Yeah, yeah. What are what are those things that we're doing? And is our heart in the right place? And we've all done it. We've, yeah. we, we've all done it. And we've all been to that point where you know, we, we haven't felt that we've received good customer service somewhere or you know, somebody didn't do what we wanted them to do. And it just became about us and our flesh. And, that, and the Lord can't use that. Mm-hmm. There may have been an opportunity for you to witness to that person, but the Lord's like, I can't use that. Yeah. I'm going to use the person after you right, to witness this person. Disqualified or Disqualified. Boom, you're out. Man. Sit on the bench. Get oh, back on the I'll bench. Say that. Oh, oh yeah, that one hurt. Sit on the bench. Back on the bench, Nick. So that's where our heart should be. Now I have one more verse. I'm bringing it. Get it. <laughs> I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. Romans it. chapter twelve, verses one through two. All right. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. I beseech no, you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm. That's where our heart should be. Right. Holy, acceptable, right? Which is our reasonable service. Yeah. Right? We should be serving God. And then we reject this world but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may be proved what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, that perfect will of God, being in the will of God. We wash our hearts and our minds with the word of God. Yeah. We bathe everything that we do in prayer and we ask the Lord to reveal his will to us. And then our heart can be where it needs to be. Yeah. And it's like you mentioned earlier, it's a continual thing. Like we continually have to do that because if we don't, things will seep in, things right. will seep into our heart. And the flesh will rise up against the heart, right? Mm-hmm. And the floor, the, the flesh wars against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. Like it, it it's going to war against it's each other. And we have the ability to kick the enemy out, mm-hmm. but a lot of times we forget that that we have that power. Yeah, yeah. The flesh surrounds the heart. You know, mm-hmm. it's surrounded. Yeah. So we do have to. I like to think of it as like fanning the flame. Mm-hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit lit, but we got to like keep it flamed, you know, keep, yeah. keep the, the flesh away. And mm. how, how, like, if you're in a, 
uh, a dark area somewhere and you, all you have is a torch, what's going to keep all the scary stuff away? Right. That torch, you know, like, so flame, you know, keep the fan in the flame, you know, keep the darkness away. Mm. And I like Romans, obviously we like Romans 12, like Romans in general, but Romans 12 where it says, that, you know, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, comma, acceptable to God. Mm -hmm. And holy means, you know, set apart. You're, you're distinct. You're, you're made... Uh, righteous and pure and clean for him that's how you're mm -hmm. acceptable to god so mm -hmm. we you know we have to present ourselves that way we yeah it, you know we're washed by by jesus's blood and, and forgiven mm -hmm. but we have to still present ourselves a, you know a living sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah. And, and a usable one not yeah. just a slob you know like right. we can't they're like, oh, I'm ready to run this 5K and dripping of In-N-Out sauce from the lips, you know? Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you looking at me when you're saying that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you were picking on me earlier. Who doesn't like In-N-Out sauce? I do, but not for, you know, before a 5K. I mean, some people have, like, supplements. Some people use In-N-Out sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the tubes. And that's it. Like, when you get hungry. <laughs> the plastic tubes I pull out of my <laughs> yeah. pocket. Secret sauce. Secret sauce. <laughs> oh, that's gross. That's gross. It's, I mean, In-N-Out's good, but that, that too much of the sauce is gross. I kind of agree with you. I don't want to. Because I can't I do animal fries. I can't do things like that. And when you see how much sauce they put on animal fries, it is like, it's outrageous. You're like, whoa, that's a heart attack in a box. Yeah, yeah I can't do oh, I like in and out but I don't go that far. No. no there's no reason to. It's, it's the only place I'll wait in line. Wait, what? I won't wait in line for any other food place or anything like that. This is a revelation and we have time to dig in. Why? Why? What do you mean you won't wait? Only so, for in and out So hold on a second. So, like... Raising canes? Nope. That was loud, though. No. Sorry. Settle down. Sorry, I heard... Hold on. We're going gonna to get to the bottom. I'm sorry, folks, but we're going to get to the bottom of this. No, there's no what? reason to wait. Okay, so... in and out. If there's a line, than... if there's one person in line, you will... One person is acceptable. That's waiting. Not really, because they're going to, like, order next. Two people. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Three people? No, probably not. Like it, like car wise or people like in line. Either way. Yeah. Either yeah, way. It's rough. It depends on what the line is. You know, like Starbucks lines, three people doesn't look that bad. Okay. But like okay. three people in like Taco Bell, yeah. <laughs> McDonald's, nah. We go. Sorry, kids. You know. So what do you do? Just drive around town looking for a place that doesn't have a or line. Or just eat at home. Sorry, kids. Peanut butter and jellies. Oh, that's cool though. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. In and Out's the only one. I'm sorry. I'm just tripping on how you won't wait. I hate waiting in lines, but I just, I do it because it is what it is. <laughs> but I'm serious. Yeah. I will wait in and out. I prefer uh, Marla to wait. <laughs> <laughs> designate, designate a waiter. Right. Because <laughs> um, I have the patience of, uh, of like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> my patience are like zero. Yeah. So is my attention span. So. Oh. <laughs> So I will have many scroll out moments. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're lining in and out. When yeah. did we get here? Wait, how did we get here? <laughs> I smell I better it. get back in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Wiping my car down and in and out. Parking or in and out drive through. It's like, I do. Yeah. He's strange. He's holding up the line. He's weird. He must be a Christian. <laughs> he must be a Christian. I wonder where his heart's at. It's all about his car right now. <laughs> True. Oh, dang. <laughs> so no lines. Not yeah, I try not to. Wow. So you wouldn't wait in line for like <laughs> King Taco? No. Wow. Mm -mm. It's not that good. King Taco's good. It's, I mean, it's not that good though. I mean, apparently <laughs> not. So I mean, if you had to pick between 
Raising Cane's, and a peanut butter and jelly. If I said, Nick, I'm going to bring you food, what would you pick? You're going to bring it, though. Yeah, I'm going to bring it. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to wait. I don't have to wait, man. Yeah, I'll take Raising Cane's then. Okay, so then that's okay, all. Dude. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to say no to a blessing. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, folks, <laughs> yeah. is a blessing. Hey, I wouldn't say no to that either. Right? Even if you brought me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I'd eat that, too. That's interesting. No lines. No waiting. No, no thanks. <laughs> so, no thanks. I'm with you in a way, but in another way, I'm not because I sit in a lot of traffic per day, so I, I do get, a I, lot of waiting as it is. So, not to make it about myself, but so that's it. I, I don't like it. Yeah, traffic on the weekend should be illegal, just like the smell of In-N-Out when you pass by it. I mentioned that a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, that's that's foul. Rain on the weekend should be illegal too. If no, we're, if we're talking okay about that. that. Rain on the weekend's good. Not if you want to do stuff. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, we like we need rain's it. cool. I like rain. Yeah. 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 Another podcast for that one. Another episode on yeah. that. Yeah. So just so, you know, everybody knows out there, Nick won't wait in line. So I'm an impatient person. Pray yeah, for impatient. Me. So let's just make sure we wouldn't make Nick wait in lines. What about for like shave ice at church? No. What? No. Huh. I'll just throw a donation in the cup. I'm gonna walk by. <laughs> Here's the five bucks I was gonna give you. Yeah. Will you give it to me now? Give someone else a stunt gun. Dang. All right. That's a that's a that's an interesting life. Okay, back back to the podcast, folks. Welcome back to the Preserve what? and Illuminate We're podcast. Still here. We're still here. <laughs> We're still here. That was a commercial. That was a commercial break for Nick. Won't wait in line. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do closing thoughts. <laughs> closing. Scripture for me. Okay. Romans 10, 9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you mm-hmm. will be saved. So for me, openly declare, you know, tell people that you believe in Jesus. You mm-hmm. openly declare that, that you are a believer in him, and that you believe in, in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. So you have to believe with all of your in, innermost to the outermost that mm-hmm. Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and he was risen and um, ascended to heaven and uh, is going to come back soon for us. And if you believe that and say that, then you're saved. It's that easy? I, that, that's what the Bible tells me. So for me, that's why I want to end on those closing notes, because it doesn't get much easier than that. It doesn't. And you know, that's that's all it takes for your salvation. Yeah. There's, there's not It's not a, a, a works-based faith. There's nothing you can do yeah. to, to, to gain it. You just have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. That's mm-hmm. all you have to do. And I think that you know a lot of people miss that. Yeah, no, that's I what I mean. They try to make it more difficult than what yeah. it really is. A lot of people miss that. Um, I think we should end there just because I like that verse. I was going to bring one up, but I think that, that's like perfect because that's our salvation in a nutshell. And it doesn't have to be you know, what other, I'm going to say religions or, you know, practices or even some, you know, versions of Christianity make it to be. It doesn't have to be all that because the Lord just wants us mm-hmm. and he just wants our heart and he wants a relationship with you. And then you let him work the rest out. You yeah. know, if you can't, then you realize, you should realize that you're in the way. And I don't mean like you are in the way and you're blocking yourself, but you're literally stopping this relationship. Mm. You are that mountain you that we talked about that can be moved by a mustard seed. You are that wall that needs to get broken down. You're that thing 
that has to be broken down so the Lord can work on your heart. That's all he wants to do. That's all he wants is just your heart. He wants your love, your worship, you know, your devotion. Um, but he just wants that relationship. And what you said right now is like the, the, the key to it. So, you know, even as like a closing note, when we ask ourselves, ask ourselves, where is our heart at? That should be, like you mentioned earlier, a daily question for ourselves. That should be part of our prayers. We should be looking to cleanse our heart. Um, we should be looking to honor and glorify him with everything that we have because he's given us all. Jesus died so that we can have this opportunity and shame on us if we waste it. Mm. Amen. Those okay. are my closing notes. Yeah, I like it. Pray us out. Yes, sir. Dear Jesus, thank you for today and thank you for blessing us and watching over us. I just thank you for this time we've had to to talk about you. And I just thank you for um, giving us the words to speak and the, the breath to to breathe, Lord. And I just look forward to what you have in store for my brother and myself today and, my, and what you have in store for our families going forward. And I just uh, pray for everybody listening right now that they were ministered to um, and, and blessed by everything that they heard. And I pray that they heard you and not us and that they um, were uplifted and encouraged by uh, the things we shared, but also uh, entertained by um, our testimony or, or our uh, sharing, Lord, I just pray that you use the, this episode to to bind the enemy and to to move those mountains and to uh, to knock down those walls and and break those um, shackles, Lord. And I just pray that you uh, work mightily through um, these episodes and and through the people listening, Lord. And I just thank you for them and I thank you for my brother here and his family and all that they do to to help. Uh, make this podcast uh, even a possibility. And I just thank you first and foremost for giving us the, the opportunity to even uh, record such a, a podcast and, and having uh, the technology to do so, so that we can share about you and, and what you've done in and through our lives. And I just pray that it ministers and helps um, those that listen. And I just thank you for this time. I thank you for my brother and his, his family. And I thank you for all that you're doing and through my family. And I look forward to, um, to today and our weekend and um, even this next week. I love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we. Thank you for listening to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. We hope and pray this episode has brightened up your day. We appreciate you, and if possible, please post or share with anyone anyone that may also enjoy our podcast. God bless.